0: Hey everyone, welcome to another Epidose of Saratunin. I'm your host, Korean Thomas. It's not quite often I run into a fellow South Asian creator, especially in the DC metropolitan area. A few months back, a few mutual friends and I gathered together to a DC embassy tour walk. Even though most of the event was rained out, it was nice getting to see people from the community being themselves and truly soaked into the pleasures of their culture from their homes abroad to here in the homes in the US. One of the highlights from the event was that I made a very good friend. She's an incredibly talented dancer, a journalist, a YouTuber, avid traveler, language aficionado, and a terrific host that always treats me to delicious snacks and good conversation. She's none other than my friend, Kritika Sharma. In this episode of Serotonin, we explore the varieties of me and Kritika's cross-cultural confusion. We first acknowledge the differences in our cultural identity. Her being raised Hindu in a family originally from the North Indian state of Maharashtra, and me being raised Christian in a family originally from the South Indian state of Kerala. One of us grew up in the West Coast, speaking Marathi, and the other grew up on the East Coast, speaking Malayalam. I'm the other one, by the way. Despite our differences, both of us have experienced similar confusing situations in our American lives, like inviting friends over, asking for help in new settings, personal finances, the whole mix. In this epidose, we take some time to see why these situations felt uncomfortable or unusual in our Indian American experiences. This conversation has some cathartic insights, some laughs, some interesting stories, and it's just an overall good time. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Kritika. see in college and I've been around the same people, same kinds of groups and communities, like from middle school to high school and then college and then now Mm post-grad. And uh, so it's cool seeing people that move to DC and getting to hear why they moved to DC. Um, Especially me, Mm -hmm. uh, I think right now after graduation, I'm looking to meet more Indian people especially. And it was really cool noticing that like you were... An Indian or South Asian creative. Yeah, which is really cool because you don't really see that around here that often Or come across that that often. I
1: really feel that like I grew up in a very Indian community So I've had a lot of Indian friends growing up, but going to college It was more of like a white community. I went to college in Washington state Mm -hmm. and then moving here I definitely was looking forward to reconnecting with the Indian community, but then also finding people with different backgrounds. I think growing up in the Bay Area Everyone kind of had a similar story and like similar path. Um, so I was looking forward to meeting Indian people that kind of came from other places and had different things to talk about.
0: Yeah. No, so yeah, tell me. So because I, I have no idea what the Bay Area mm. Indian community consists of or what yeah. it even entails. Like, what, what was that like when you were growing up?
1: It's interesting because there's definitely elements of it that I have grown to appreciate more now. Um, growing up, I, it, was, it was a mixed bag. Um, on one hand, it's really awesome that you're surrounded by a community that reflects your culture. I think I only started to really appreciate that when I went to college and people started talking about, oh, yeah, I was the only Indian person in my city and, you know, in Georgia or in Arkansas or something. And it's like, wow, I can't imagine growing up like that. Um, So it was really amazing to grow up in a place where, you know, your friends, no matter what their skin color is, you take them to Dandia. There is, you know, Diwali is celebrated in elementary schools. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also interesting, though, because a lot of the pressure and a lot of the, like, I guess, negative aspects of the South Asian culture were really saturated in the Bay Area. So I wouldn't say it's like a 100% amazing experience, Mm -hmm. but definitely moving out of there, I've grown to really miss some of the things that the Bay Area has to offer, like a really abundance of arts and culture. Um, And I think moving away from there is kind of what got me thinking more about like, hey, this arts and culture perspective is actually pretty unique and other people haven't experienced it. So
0: Yeah, and so did you, when you were growing up, in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. did did you speak Hindi with your parents? Like, what do you guys speak? Did you guys was Indian culture really yeah. prevalent in your guys' household?
1: Yeah, it was. My parents were super um, adamant about me learning Hindi, and I'm really mm-hmm. glad that they were. I know a lot of immigrant parents don't choose that path for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm, I feel really grateful that my parents taught me Hindi. My mom taught me Marathi. So I can read, write, speak, and I think that really, that's something I carry with me. Like, I'm really grateful for that and I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely in- influenced my perspective on a lot of things, just knowing these languages. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. See, that's, like, that's interesting because um, I feel like my Indian experience growing up on the East Coast yeah. is similar to your experience on the West Coast, mm-hmm. but it's not completely the same. Okay so i i'm also indian Mm -hmm. my family's from south india from kerala Mm -hmm. so i was like i was born in chennai uh raised in kerala for a little bit but then mostly raised in the dc area yeah uh for most my for almost all of my life yeah and uh yeah growing up because we're christian Mm -hmm. that already kind of like separates us from the larger Indian community we're south indian Mm -hmm. we're from kerala uh so the traditional Indian experiences, like Diwali, mm-hmm. like Dandiya, Like, yeah. when people that we met that were Indian mentioned those things, I was also pretty clueless about that, oh, too. okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you, like, connect with other South Indian cultures, even though you don't share language or even religion?
0: Others, like... Like
1: Tamil or Telugu culture?
0: There are some, like, when we watch Tamil... So, I was born in Chennai, right? And yeah. my dad was living there with my mom, my older sister, for a while mm-hmm. and they got to they they kind of integrated with that culture mm-hmm. not it wasn't difficult for them to yeah. integrate with the culture some words are similar they watch Thumble movies my dad knew thummel my sister knows a little bit of thummel so they've gotten familiar with it yeah. so we see like thummel culture and malayali culture is not too different but okay. not the same either yeah, <laughs> yeah so when you moved to dc mm-hmm. right what was that like with the Indian experience that you grew up with in California Mm -hmm. and now you're on the East Coast. So now you're on my side of town. Yeah. (laughs) What is, uh, like, what was, what was that Indian experience like for you?
1: I mean, I think in the Bay area, like everyone, like I said, has a pretty similar path, um, with some exceptions, but you know, there's a lot of people that are just going into tech, they're going into STEM and that's great. It's really cool that it's a hub for that, but I think it, creates an expectation of who you have to be as an Indian Mm -hmm. so I really enjoyed leaving the Bay Area and coming to a place for example like DC where there's not that many Indian people in DC so you can see this like kind of people are wanting to make friendships with other South Asians because they want to find similarities they want to have someone that understands them um so it doesn't really matter who you are and what you do uh you can really connect on that basis of culture Mm -hmm. and I think that's when I first started to think about like oh like this is something that I can actually really connect on. I took it for granted growing up because most of my friends were Indian. So we were like, yeah, we do understand each other. Yeah. But coming here and then making friends that are not Indian and then feeling that like sense of ease. Like that's how I felt when we met, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. Of, like there's nothing formal. We like get each other.
0: Every time you're meeting someone for the first time and then yeah. you see that one, one, one brown person, yeah. it's, it's just like a moment of awkwardness. You're just yeah. like, oh wait, okay, we're... We both know these people, we're just yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> but we still don't really know each other that well, so yeah, it was like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I guess, what was your experience with, like, South Asian friendships here?
0: So, I feel like, in high school especially, I was very comfortable with different types of people, right? Mm-hmm. I had white friends, I had Asian friends, uh, Latina friends, um, and I did have South Asian friends too, mm-hmm. and I feel like, you mentioned California was high pressure, yeah. competitive culture uh, in the school system that you were in. Very similar here too okay. But um, I, I think I was fortunate enough To have a diverse group of friends mm-hmm. But Going into college I feel like I noticed My skin for the first time mm-hmm. Like I think I was so naive Back in, yeah. in high school because I was just like Oh I don't see color Like why is race such a big deal And then I go into college I There is a gr- good group of South Asians that I knew Indian people Pakistani people In college And then Also some People in Like from high school too mm-hmm. But I just felt really I just didn't notice it that much before Mm -hmm. yeah
1: what about it did you notice like was it in the way you interacted with people or the way people treated you
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know I think it's I think it was actually highlighted to me by like fellow Indian people okay right so like I'd be hanging out with an Indian friend Mm -hmm. right and then my white friend would be like, oh, you guys? And then another Indian friend would know that Indian friend. And then yeah. another Indian friend would know that Indian friend. They all just gather together. Yeah. And then the wh- my, my white friends, my roommates, they all would be like, oh, you know so many Indian people. Yeah. And then if I'm hanging out with some white friends, like, be it just two people, two white people. They just happen to be white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of my friends that were Indian, they were part of, like, the Indian Student Association. They would notice that and they'd be like, I remember one time yeah. I went to lecture and I sat next to my friend who's who's white, and, mm-hmm. and you know we um, we t- like we share notes and stuff and all that. And then leaving the lecture, my Indian friend who's a girl, she's like, "Dan, Korean, I see you sitting with a white girl." And I was like,
1: yeah. "What?" <laughs> um, I kind of want to know more about like how does y- your understanding of your culture affect your present day relationships. Is that something that you think about? Is it, do like, do you take that into account when you're meeting new people, and do you convey that to your friends when you're like feeling some type of way?
0: Okay, here's the thing. So, it was in college Mm -hmm. where I did feel like I, I was like, wait, why, why, why is this, why is this bad when I do it? Yeah. But I've noticed that there's no guard that gets put on when. You see like a Bollywood movie on yes. or you hear a Bollywood song in the club mm. or something or people are just like throwing yoga or wellness or namaste out there. Like there's no hesitation or like that makes me feel weird, but people don't realize that. And I don't know why I haven't been able to just call it out.
1: Okay. That feels so cathartic because I've <laughs> had these experiences too where people just say yeah. like mantra for like random things. And yeah. Like, yeah. They like throw yoga around. Like I've been doing some yoga stretches and I'm like, that's
0: I've been doing not some yoga stretches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have been doing some
1: yoga stretches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I think that's when I realize like, huh, there's things that I do to be extra cautious, to be extra, you know, socially accepted mm-hmm. and ethical in what I say and what I do. And it just feels like that respect isn't reciprocated, mm-hmm. especially among South Asians. Um, and uh, like, I remember one time, right? Uh, just like <laughs> prom, prom night. I, I, yeah. won, uh, I won prom game, and was so excited. Yeah. And then they played the the MC, I think it was like the MC Hammer Jay-Z where there was like, you know, like that that really popular song, that yeah. really popular bonger song. And I was like, this is fun. Wait, <laughs> like before I went on stage, I was like, wait, why did they play this song? And then yeah. I was like, yeah. but this is exciting news. How do I react to this? Mm -hmm. So I just kind of went with it, but it's just instances like that that make you, and not just that, but other stuff, I'm sure.
1: No, because, I mean, yeah, like, I think about that situation, and it's like, how would a different person, like, if, I don't know, like, if another person was there, and you played a song from their culture, and it's like, you don't know how they identify, you don't, like, why, why, I don't know, what, can you identify that feeling, like?
0: And I, I don't want to just like bash people and just being like, yeah. you're making fun of India. Like, oh, this is racism. or yeah. are calling it out like that. I think like, I'm, for example, like I mentioned to you, I've, I've done yoga mm-hmm. and I'm just as clueless about yeah. yoga. I'm just because I'm Indian. I don't know all the different kinds of Sanskrit languages yeah. or the, the sages or anything like that. Yeah. But. Let's talk about you, though. Let's talk about what you've <laughs> like, experienced as, sure. uh, as an Indian American. And, like, you mentioned there's some cultural confusing experiences.
1: Yeah. Um. Um, let me think. I think, so, for me, the way I've experienced is, like, I'll become conscious of, like, certain things, expectations that I have because of my culture. Okay. But also, there have been times where I'm confused myself on what to do because there's, like, the American side of me and the Indian side of me. And especially after, like, I guess you've kind of been in the area where your family is. And you've seen your family, like, consistently. Yeah. You know, did you see your family consistently throughout college, too?
0: Yeah, they, they made some visits or I'd go mm-hmm. over and visit them, too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I don't know if that, like, affects your experience. But, like, going to a college out of state, I only saw my family every three months at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout the pandemic, it was, like, once every six months or something. And so, you start to, like i don't want to say lose but like i felt like a lot of the indian parts of me were starting to get more dormant Mm -hmm. and then i would be confused on how to approach a situation because i was like i've been taught to do this i think but i'm also starting to forget that a little bit so my instinct is to do the other thing if you know you go to the grocery store and you're like you grab me something if it's like less than five dollars like i don't care like i'm just gonna get it for you um but in college I had to be more conscious of that because everyone has different budgets. Everyone is like has a different financial reality. So we would do the we would keep track of like I owe you 2 dollars, I owe you 150, you know. And it seems weird, but you just have to respect what other people um what their realities are. And so in that sense I'm like, okay, this would never fly in like an Indian context. Like Indians wouldn't care. And part of that is like a cultural belief that like what goes around comes around and like if you you keep giving, you'll receive more. So you don't necessarily have to keep track. But for someone who's like working paycheck to paycheck, that could be very scary. Like I've yeah. I've had times where I'm like this is really scary like I'm going to need you to Venmo me the $5. Yeah. Um but then moving to like after college when like everyone kind of is in like a similar financial place like the people that I'm around and those things don't matter as much. What am I going to do? Am I going to push to be that person that will not keep track of the $5 and less? Um, and you know, $5 is just just arbitrary number I'm giving, but like, or am I going to adapt to what my other friends do?
0: You've, you've traveled mm-hmm. and you've gone to experience cultures too. And I think also surrounding yourself with different people in different cultures also helps with that. But I feel that, uh, it's so awkward. It's so stress inducing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially when you, you go out and you buy something, you use your card to go get stuff because mm-hmm. you know that, that whole understanding, like, all right, I'll get it this time. Yeah. It'll balance out that whole understanding that it'll balance out. Like, I trust you enough for you to take care of me mm-hmm. when I need you to take care of me. Mm-hmm. But right now, I appreciate your presence. I want to take care of you because I want to deepen our, our friendship, yeah. our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like that, it's it's so stress-inducing when you don't really know what to do in that context. Like, yeah. is this petty if I Venmo someone or Venmo request you? Yeah. I want to show you that I want to be closer to you. And yeah. I feel like that's what I, that's when I, um, that comes back with that whole Indian understanding of generosity and yeah. hosting, showing people a good time. Yeah. Um, I want to keep that part of myself too.
1: I like that you identify that though, because I think when like maybe South Asians are towing the line in between, like, should I fed more across people or should I not? The emphasis suddenly goes onto the money. It mm. goes on to like, oh, but is it going to be even based on the money? When in reality, this practice is not about the money, it's about, no, we're doing this so that we can have a deeper relationship with each other, so that we can spend time with each other. And so I think that's also why I tend to resonate more with the people that kind of don't keep track as much, because the underlying um, intention is that this is about our friendship, this is about showing each other we care. It's not about keeping track of the numbers.
0: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If I pay for you, yeah. I'll be like, hmm. Yeah. I pay for you a second time. You didn't yeah, say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I do in the back of my mind, I do expect them. I do expect them to yeah. just intuitively put exactly. down a card the next time. You know, mm-hmm. if I put mine down, because that means how, that just kind of shows you how much I trust you. Exactly. Um, so yeah. yeah, there is a culture of trust too, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's exhibited in different ways.
1: Yeah, um, it's not so granular. I think right. it's more about the action, about reciprocating, rather right. than it being like to a tee, like.
0: And, and sometimes like the generosity culture can go to the extreme too yeah. right like you have family all across the world or you have family friends or it's you're friends with everyone i feel like when, yeah. you're, when you're indian like yeah. you're, you're just friends with everyone you'll make friends with everyone but then um yeah people can take advantage of you too like you're just hosting people nonstop, exactly and i feel like that's why i resonate well with this western culture mm-hmm. of you know my space mm-hmm. time for myself self-care yeah uh, because that's just as important too What kinds of cultural teachings did your did your parents kind of ingrain any kind of Indian cultural teachings to you?
1: Um, I'm trying to think the like besides this one that comes to mind. Um, I guess like the phrase that I've comes to mind a lot is "jitenajadtha <laughs> um, which is like hard to translate properly, but it is similar to the English phrase of like "the more you give, the more you get." Mm, um, okay. I guess it has a similar uh, purpose like you usually say like let's say like a friend comes over and you like like oh I have oranges for my tree you know like that's, that's a good example it's like I have oranges in my tree and you like give them a bag and they're like oh this is too much and it's like no no because like the more you resist the more I'm going to give you because the more I give you like the less it is um, it doesn't actually wow. make sense yeah, but, yeah yeah that's kind of
0: I'm like trying you know, to calculate I was like wait, yeah,
1: wait. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but that's kind of like one of the main ones I've
0: grown up with um, yeah. What about you? Um, I feel like, the, yeah, the cultural, there has been a lot of things that my mom or dad might have said. Um, so, my family, like I mentioned, is from Kerala, they mm-hmm. speak Malayalam. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't speak to them in Malayalam that often, but I do understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can sing it, I can make some words conversationally, Yeah. Um, I can make some words conversationally, uh, but I think the biggest things that I, I think really inform my, my experience or my cultural understanding um, that I haven't really heard from other teachers or mentors growing up. Uh, it really came to asking for mm-hmm. opportunities, or asking for help, or asking to, you know, just really putting yourself out there. Yeah. My mom used to say something like to the lines of uh, So in Malayalam, that basically translates to when you go and when you ask, mm-hmm. you just lose a word, but. If they say yes, or if you get something in return, then you gain an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that, I feel like that really informed my experiences of, oh, it's okay to, to ask for help. And especially as a South Asian, that's That's
1: so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something you're taught. You're you're not really (laughs)
0: taught to like go up to people or put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. But that was really interesting for me because, um, it it made sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like you gain an opportunity, like, and that kind of translates to that whole English saying, right. Where, um ask and you shall receive. It's a very biblical saying too. So yeah, that definitely helped me out too. What kinds of, are there any, I know you, you are basically, you have a a background in linguistics. Yeah. So you probably (laughs) hear and you're, you're probably hearing all kinds of sayings uh, all the time. What, what did you study? What did you, how did you get into linguistics first off? I think that's really interesting.
1: I guess like I've always been into language and like, you know, every Indian parent tries to teach their child their native language, but it doesn't always stick to the ex- extent of like reading, writing, and like actually loving the language. Yeah. I know there's a lot of South Asians that like either are really happy that they know their language or wish that they did. Right. Um, but I always kind of noticed that I was like really into like learning how to write and making sure that I know how to write. Um, yeah. And I just noticed that like growing up, I was always interested in languages. So I just took like a community college class, really liked it. Um, and then... In college, I, like, really started noticing, like, oh, this is, like, an area that my brain really turns on Mm. in. And, like, I really get excited by these things. Um, And something that I think about a lot in relation to, like, culture and linguistics is, like, the words that exist in our languages and, like, how that informs our experiences.
0: Especially, you know... When, when you're talking to your parents right this whole and this goes back to this concept of uh, money yeah. right and even in the Western world there is this concept of okay you're you know the kids are moving out of the house mm-hmm. they they become financially stable on their own yeah. um, they can act, maybe if, depending on their situation they can ask for help from their parents yeah um, and I've experienced some of that and I've kind of understood some of that from my peers too mm-hmm. uh, but the amount of times my mom will just like just shun me if I'd be like, well, this is my money. I can yeah, spend. It, yeah, I can spend yeah. it on something if I like to. And she's like, "What? Yeah. You didn't consult with me first? And I was like, <laughs> "I don't think you would actually care. I th- yeah. I'm just telling you, and I think yeah. you're reacting to it because I'm telling you."
1: Yeah. This reminds me of a word in Hindi. I don't know if there is a similar word in Malayalam, but it's called huck. And huck. Huck. Yeah. Huk. Okay. And huck is like, I don't know, like a right, I guess, that you have with. I would say your family and maybe close friends, mm-hmm. um, and it's like an unsaid right. It's a right is not a good word to say, but like right. for example, I've had a lot of uh, American or Western friends ask me like, let's say, let's say I'm in an, in a scenario where I need help or like I don't have enough money or I don't like have a job or something, they have asked me like, oh, do you think your parents would let you move back in, and. For me, as an Indian, I'm like, well, that's my hook. Like, I, there's no asking. I can show oh. up at my parents' doorstep, and right. no matter how much space they have, what their condition is, they will always take me in. Yeah, because that's that's my right as a child. Um, you know, <laughs> right? You know, people talk about like, oh, if your mom shows up at your door, like, set some boundaries. Like, these are the types of like, well, I'm like, that doesn't go with Indian parents because they have h- boundaries. Yeah, what? there's a huck that they can come to you, come to you whenever they need. Right. Um, and so that's the way I think about the money example is like, yeah, there's no such thing as uh, your money, my money. And I guess that could be limiting to someone that's like, you know, when you're a child. Mm-hmm. Um, not a child, but like you're, you are just became financially independent. You just got your job and you're like, this is my money. I want to do what I want with it. But then on the flip side, it's like, depending on the situation and depending on like, you know, the parent, this is not exhaustive. Mm-hmm. Indian parents often will help you out financially if you need it Um, in a way that I feel like a lot of Western parents may not. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there are boundaries. Like, after 18, you make your mistakes, you figure it out. And it's not to no end, and, like, maybe you have a different experience with this, but if you're in dire help, like, I feel like there's this sense of, like, no, like, you're always our child. Like, you always have a huck to ask us if you need something, and we'll help you whatever we can.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's actually really funny because... I actually resonate a lot mm-hmm. with the way people in the South kind of tend to have like the family values. Okay. Have like, I know it's not necessarily the South too, In Northern Virginia too. I know so many families where, and some of them are white, mm-hmm. where they actually have the, the, the family. And if they own like a ranch or something, if they yeah. own a farm, if they own large amounts of property, they'll have the family like, you know organized together. Some mm-hmm. one of them will have a house down the street. One of them will live right across from the parents. Yeah. Um and technically it's the head of the household, like maybe the grandfather that owns all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was built on his time and money as the years went on. Um, they all pay rent mm-hmm. to him. Even though it's the family's property, the yeah. family's land. I thought that was really interesting, right? Okay. Because you still have that that Eastern culture of people living with the family, putting mm-hmm. it back into the family. Uh, the money, the time, the space, all that, putting it back into the family. And then they're paying rent, yeah, which is like landlord yeah. types of vibes, which is very much a Western concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I th- that was really interesting too. Capitalistic Western concept. Yeah. But there's like a mix of both of those cultures. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of creates some types of boundaries, right? Um, but could you even, could you ever imagine paying rent to your to your mom, or do you, like, what, how would you, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I was actually gonna ask you the same thing, like, uh-huh. personally, I would do it, like, if if I was living at home, um, and earning, like, I would totally pay rent, Yeah. but I also don't think my mom would ever ask me to do that.
0: How, how do you think that conversation would go? Like, if you, it's mom, very- <laughs> let me pay rent.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very, like, it's, it, the other thing is, like, I feel like it's not so much of a conversation as it is in a lot of Western culture, like, huh. I feel like at least in my experience, a lot of things are just shorter. Um, <laughs>
0: <Wait>. <laughs>
1: they're just like shorter conversations okay. in Indian culture. It would be like, okay. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, can I pay you rent? Just like, no, 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 I don't want to worry about that. Like, no, shh. And yeah. like, it'll be the end of the discussion. It's like, don't even, don't you dare even ask me that yeah. question. Um, yeah, what about you? Do you think your parents would have you do that?
0: My dad is very much a comedic man. I feel like there's there's been times where. I'll try to flex after especially after I yeah. started my job, I'll be like, Oh, like I got it and yeah. I'll slowly do it. But I'm like, can he like put his card down? <laughs> you know? And he always calls me out on this. He's yeah. just like, Wow, Karen, you're really taking out your wallet really slowly. Because I still wanna like show him that yeah. I that, that is my intention. I would like to do it. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't mind with my I mean like not I, I want that independence, but I also want to yeah. maintain those those family ties and uh-huh. that closeness.
1: I think that reminds me of another thing that we, like, talked about um, before was also just the expectation of, like, older uh, generation to take care of the younger ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just with, like, a parent and child relationship, but also with siblings and older cousins. Like, I've taken the example of, like, kind of what we talked about in the beginning where, like, when you meet another Indian person, you just kind of feel a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had, like, older... Friends where we meet for coffee. They're Indian and like they'll pay for my coffee and that's like it's just not something that happens with a lot of my friends I guess Um, unless like my few like closest friends It'll be like I got this one you get the next one, right? But in general like you split it down the middle and it's not even a question, Right. Um, but I feel like as an Indian person you have this like Expectation that you take care of the younger siblings or the younger kids or whoever even if they're just a couple years younger than you
0: There's like an innate act of yeah. service, would you say? I, yeah, I think an act of service
1: it. and like, uh, like a caretaking role, I yeah. guess. Um, have you experienced that? What do you think of that?
0: I, uh, definitely. I think last time, you know, we had a grill out here, right? Yeah. So this is, this is where we, I feel like we, we didn't say anything, but we <laughs> yeah. both were just like, yeah, it's because, you know, we've yeah. experienced this growing up. Uh, but it was so funny. So we had the grill out mm-hmm. and, uh, I was just getting all the ingredients out and putting it all on the table. Yeah. I had my friends like they were just like standing around they were like what do I do? And I'm just like yeah you can put it on the table they're like what do I do and I'm like I don't know how to give you instructions just yeah. like, you know but then you you were just like what do you what can I do to help yeah and I was just like uh and you're like alright it's okay to say yes you need help and yeah. I'm like oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe you can like grill the burgers or something yeah. Because I didn't really... I, and
1: I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I feel like, um, gosh, there, I, I didn't really know what to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. So there's like that communication yeah. piece that I think gets lost in translation yeah. with the differences in cultures that are around you.
1: that's kind of what I mean <clears throat> about like conversations are just shorter or non-existent in indian culture mm-hmm. where like i imagine like if i was with a bunch of western friends it would be like okay so like what do you want to do are you going to take care of this and then yeah. it would be this like divide of responsibilities somebody would take care of this we would talk through everything yeah. and i feel like in that situation it was very much just like a we didn't talk through it so nobody knows what to do and as like an indian person i was kind of just like no you just pick up something and go
0: like just yeah. pick up something and do it yeah um and it's, it, and this goes back to like the cultural confusion parts, because mm-hmm. there's been definitely some times where I'm trying to be proactive. I'm yeah. trying to anticipate the next step and I'll be like, Oh, let me take care of this and I'll start moving things. And they're like, wait, wait, hold on, hold yeah. on. Just yeah. like, just wait. And then I'll tell you what to do. Yeah. I've never really had that experiences growing up because if I was waiting to be told what to do, yeah. my dad would be like, why, are you helping? why aren't you helping? Yeah. You know, like do something. Don't be on your feet. You know, like yeah it's it's definitely trained how I interact and react to yeah. uh, different social situations for sure.
1: It's something I notice a lot when I go back to India um, mm. is like when I'm surrounded by my cousins and stuff they're always kind of like noticing what needs to be done around and it's yeah. like you know like some aunt, aunt needs something or she mentions that oh oh I'm kind of thirsty. It's like oh I'll go get something from the store. It's just right downstairs. I got it. I got it. And like yeah. they're not waiting for it. yes. They're just yeah. perceiving what you want and making it happen. Um, whereas right. I feel like there's a lot more like permission involved in western culture there's a lot more like my property your property like i feel like if i go to Indian person's house or like this happens a lot with my close friends where we're making something i'm just gonna go find i'm gonna go find where the pots and pans are i'll go get the ingredients from the fridge and it's not a violation of privacy right um and in my western friend's houses, i'm more just like okay you can tell me what i can touch and where i can go and what i can do because some people are gonna take it the wrong way
0: yeah totally totally i i think it is very confusing Okay, so that's really interesting that you talk about that, right? Because there's this like social psychology aspect Mm -hmm. of how you can build rapport Uh with someone else for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this concept of the Benjamin Franklin effect, where uh, in order for you to get someone to like you, to get a little bit more favorability toward Mm -hmm. yourself, uh, you should ask that someone for a favor. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting, right? Because Mm -hmm. in the South Asian perspective, you don't really know... How to ask someone for a favor? Hey, can you help me get the food out? Yeah. I mean, if you feel really close with them, if you've built that rapport with someone, mm-hmm. if you feel that closeness, you can start asking yeah. for favors, like you were a sister or a brother. Yeah. Um, but this is not interesting. This is to get someone to like you, or to yeah. get someone to um, who didn't like you to get 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 you to like you. Uh, you ask them for a favor, like, hey, can you uh, grab me that? Can you grab me this chair?
1: Interesting. Um, this actually connects perfectly with what I was going to ask you. Okay. Is, like, something that I've kind of thought about is, like, whether my friends ask me for favors. And I've actually noticed that, like, a lot of my non-Indian friends won't. Um, And it makes it harder for me to have a close relationship with them. Because, like, I guess when it comes to, like, if you're hosting someone, like, you're talking about getting food out and stuff, you're never, an Indian person's never going to ask, you know, like, like help me do this they're gonna try to do everything themselves yeah. but when it comes to like let's say your neighbors with someone yeah. um, you want to borrow like an ingredient or you want to just borrow their dress for an event or something yeah. um, I feel a lot closer when my friends do that with me and I'm able to ask them mm-hmm. and I noticed a lot in college that my friends would never ask me for favors mm-hmm. and it made it really hard for me to become close with them because I was like wait are you gonna think I'm weird if I ask for favors Um, because I feel like in India you talked about this in one of your TikToks like the culture of Yeah, of like you'll always figure something out being scrappy being um, uh, resourceful I guess Mm -hmm. so there's this notion that's embedded into Indians of like our first option is not going to be to buy something. It's going to be, can I ask someone if they have it? Can I borrow it from someone? Can I figure it out with the stuff I have at my house? Right. You know, you always think of those options first. So that's kind of the mindset I come from when I'm like asking my friends for favors. Like, hey, can I borrow this? Can I use this?
0: Yes. You know? Like before I go... Yeah. I'm very cheap. Yeah, exactly. So like before I go buy this out for myself, is there, can my mom make it for me? Exactly. Can, do I have a friend who already owns it that yeah. can, I can borrow for a short term? Yeah. So I think
1: about the Benjamin Franklin an effect of like, well, if... The, I I'd resonate with that because I'm like yeah. if you're not asking me for something then I don't feel like you actually trust me as a friend and we don't feel close mm-hmm. and in turn I don't want to ask you a favor because I don't want it, you to think I'm cheap because <laughs> kind of like what you talked about in the beginning of like things you people see things differently when you're Indian yeah. um, and if I you know, don't go out and buy something I don't want to be seen as the cheap Indian I am but I don't want to be seen <laughs> <Indian> as <to> that
0: <laughs> you're right yeah you're right Yeah, especially when it comes to like buying quality things spending yeah. money on yourself um Right, the whole, the whole concept of you know investing in yourself, mm-hmm. prioritizing the self, yeah. and then putting yourself for other people—it mm-hmm. um, really goes back to those like those cultural sayings, the cultural practices, the habits. Yeah.
1: I guess have you thought about mm-hmm. this Benjamin Franklin effect in your friendships, and has it been different across the cultures of your friends?
0: Um not necessarily. Like I think I've only known to call it the Benjamin Franklin yeah. effect after uh in public policy I studied a lot of social psychology. Mm-hmm. We learn about these different types of biases, heuristics, and then mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah <laughs> That's why that person reacted yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, that's why I, I behave like that to that person. Um but I do think, yeah, it's it I think to ask someone, um you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position yeah. or you're, you're making yourself vulnerable um, to prove that, you know, you're not self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You do require the help of other people. And I do think that, you know, that community aspect, the collective aspect that you do see in Eastern cultures yeah. in Indian households. Uh, it's so powerful. It's so strong. But it needs to be. I think it has the potential to be translated and channeled into Western ways of doing things. Yeah. Right. And it can be so empowering. Um, But I haven't had that opportunity to do that with my friends or anything like that Mm -hmm. yet, but I would like to in the future.
1: Something that made me think about like the community aspect you mentioned in households. um, I've done a video about this on my channel about how Indians... I actually don't know if it exists in Malayalam, but (laughs) in Hindi there is no word... I mean, there is a word for thank you. But, right. like, you don't say it to your friends or your family.
0: <laughs> yes. You know, you don't say... I do say thank you a lot, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, in Hindi, we don't ever say thank you to people you are close to you. You only hear thank you, like, when you're in the plane. It's like, thank you for buckling your seatbelt or, like, you're yeah. on a bus or something. But it's not something you ever say to even, like, service workers, like, yeah. that much. Um, and instead... And please also doesn't exist. Right. Um, for example, like, in, in Hindi, the way you would ask someone to do something is, like, ye dona. And na is like, kind of softens it. Like karkedo is like a command, yeah. and karkedona is like, oh, can you like do it for me? Yeah. And it's just it's such a small tag in the question that it doesn't add this level of formality. Whereas I feel like "please" has like a formalness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like I'm asking for, like, a, like a big deal when I say please. please. yeah. And, like, I don't really say it to my close friends. Sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, oh, I should probably say please because they're yeah. expecting me to. But I actually feel less close to people when I say please versus when I just feel like, hey, can you do this for me? Yeah. Um, ins- or instead of like, hey, can you please get this for me? Versus, hey, can you grab me this?
0: It is also awkward when I go my my aunt every time I go to India she she's roasts me because I used to say thank you to her a lot for like giving me food yeah. giving me plates giving me you know stuff that you know a normal host should do when someone's yeah. visiting with them. She's like, "Kudiyan, are you going to say thank you all the time when I do anything for you?" And I'm like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> she's like, "Thank you, kochamama. That's how yeah. he, she makes fun of me. But yeah, I it is It does make you feel awkward When you're already close With a person Yeah But I feel like You can still say thank you And express gratitude In so many different ways Here as well
1: mm-hmm. In what ways?
0: In what ways? Well I don't know What ways does your parent Do your parents Or your, your Anyone in your family how, how they How they express gratitude To you before Without saying thank you
1: I guess like It's You always tell How something is Instead of saying thank you okay. Like And if you know If you put it on that way
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like the Indian way is so much more well-mannered. You know, like really? some people would think like, oh, you don't say thank you. Like, where are your manners? But an Indian person, you don't, you wouldn't just say thank you for the gift. You, would, you wouldn't say thank you for the gift. You would rave about it. Oh, my God, this dress is amazing. <laughs> it's so pretty. Let me go try it on right now. And you'll go try it on. You'll spin around. Yeah. That's so much more gratitude than just saying, oh, thank you. I love it. And then just sitting tight with it, you know? True. Um, someone gives you food, like... You never say thank you for giving someone giving you a meal.
0: Like, and, how is it? You yeah, know, how is like, it? Do you but, want more? <laughs> well, that's
1: the thing. You Do you want more? And my mom would always do this. Like, if I sit down and if I start eating and I don't tell her how the food is, like, guess I'm on it. And I'm like, oh, it's good. <laughs> and she's like, so you should say right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's so many True. other ways to show gratitude that I think are more, like, specific to the person, specific right. to, like, what you're receiving and, like, show that you care so much more than, like, a thank you could.
0: True. I do think that, like, saying thank you is really awkward sometimes, and then also saying, like, sorry, oh my god. So, I I mean, this is nothing, this is not news to anyone, right? Like, saying sorry is awkward sometimes when you're talking to your family members, but I don't know how to, like, but I also do like the concept of sorry and Mm -hmm. forgiveness because it heals so much. Mm -hmm. It heals, you know? If you've done something wrong... Say that you've done something yeah. wrong. Um, I mean, you could also show forgiveness in different ways, but I do think that there is something important about acknowledging it and you know addressing it verbally mm-hmm. um, instead of like giving up fruits. And I, that's yeah. a very Indian thing to do. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: No, I resonate with that, especially because like you know, saying those words are sometimes very difficult. So yeah. the fact that you said it shows that you've done something that's hard. Um, mm-hmm. Versus like finding a cop out is like. Yeah, this is nice, but you didn't do the thing that's actually hard. Yeah. Um, and that's something I do really appreciate about Western culture is that there are these specific words for things that yeah. hold a lot of weight. I think like I don't know, in English I feel like it doesn't hold like thank you especially doesn't hold like I don't know. Hmm. Does it? In some I don't sense, know. It depends on, I guess, the situation. Like, there are some situations where thank you doesn't hold a lot of weight, in my opinion.
0: But sorry does.
1: Yeah, sorry always really does.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes you could, like, you could just, like, you could just, like, hit someone on the way. Yeah. Or, like, you could just accidentally bump into someone Mm -hmm. while you're walking in a hall. you can be like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Or there's a moment of hesitation. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, in India, like, people are just like, all right, you're in my way. (laughs) Yeah. But, Yeah. It really depends on how, like, the intentions and the context and yeah. everything, but yeah, sorry and thank you, those words, mm-hmm. um, they do carry different weights in different yeah. cultural contexts, too. In a lot of contexts, mm-hmm. and this is any type of context, whether you're Indian, whether you're American, I feel like asking questions is something that both people can do a lot better. Yes. With. Right.
1: yes so okay yeah um, that's something that I' frequently said at the end of my videos is yeah. like people are really afraid to ask questions because especially I feel like in the states like yeah. these topics around culture have become very like dicey and for some reason people perceive like anything you ask as like I don't know if this is racist but like yeah it's not it's not racist to try to learn about someone else and their experience yes. you know um, and, like, the theme of this chat has kind of been informed by, like, lost in translation, things like gets yep. lost in translation. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, and, and it's... I, I think it's something that needs... Maybe it needs to be addressed more often now, just mm-hmm. because, you know, there's stories to tell. Yeah. And there's stories you can ask your parents, whether they're from a different background. Uh, there's stories you can ask your friends, because that's how you kind of understand why they're behaving the way yeah. they are behaving. And there's so many times where, like... I'm not, this is not a direct hit on you or anyone oh, yeah. because like as a podcaster, like that's what I do. I just ask yeah. questions a lot. But I think I noticed that now too, where I, you know, to make myself feel comfortable or to make the mm-hmm. other person feel comfortable, I ask questions about them. Yeah. Right. Everyone loves being at sometimes <laughs> ask questions about themselves. Yeah. Um, but there is like a moment of I'm like, huh, I can take some time out of my, like, I can take some time to ask you about you. Yeah. And you're just like, waiting like. Ask me About me <laughs> but, but like I think that's like You know That's how you Like build Trust and relationships Maybe And I feel like Yeah Both I'm just trying to think Like wrapping it up With both our cultures And mm-hmm. stuff like that If we could I don't Wh- know where I'm what going What do you mean <laughs> like, in both cultures I feel like uh-huh. Asking questions Like how are you doing What's going on with you Yeah um, uh, Like Knowing when to ask questions Um know, Uh not being afraid to be the first one to initiate yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Um, it, it can be a really stressful thing for people, but I think it can bring people closer too.
1: I think so. Um, something I always think about is like, whenever we have people over, my mom is, and I've noticed this about a lot of Indian people, they're yeah. like very quick to ask what they want to ask. Um, they don't really hesitate. And it's kind of goes back to the same thing about like, there's no real boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. They want to. They want to know like, what are you doing? Where where are you living? How is it going? What about your roommate? Who's your roommate's name? What, yes. You know, they want to know everything. Yes, and they will ask, and they will just rapid fire, and they will grill you. And I think in a Western context, that's seen as like, geez, like back off. Are on. you
0: in- inter- interrogating yeah. me? Yeah,
1: <laughs> and that's something I really appreciate about Indians um, is that they will ask questions, and then so many of my Indian friends, my cousins they will remember. They will remember exactly what you said six months ago. They'll revisit it and they want to ask you more. Yeah. And these relationships go so much deeper.
0: And as a rebuttal to that, yes, right? Like, I think sometimes I'm like, these are some surface level questions. Like, yeah. you're my cousin. Don't just yeah. ask me, like, how my coffee is or how my yeah. tea is, you know? Like, ask me about me, you know? Get yeah. to know me. I want to get to know you too. And I don't want to feel awkward asking you, like, oh, what did you do to get in trouble with your parents? Yeah. Like, I'm asking you To get some stories about you so I can understand you better. Yeah. Um, that's something that I, I think I could really, I, I'd want more from my South Asian side uh-huh. myself. And I think here, that's especially as podcasting, mm-hmm. content creation, like, you know, asking those deeper questions, like, what's your story? Yeah. I wouldn't do that to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what's your I story? I
1: want to, though. Yeah, I you know?
0: But I, I do think, like, that opens up so many cool possibilities for yeah. conversation and for a relationship.
1: Good at asking questions, so I kind of want to know okay, do you have like something that guides you in the way that you ask questions? You mentioned to me like about what what you actually genuinely want to know about the other person, but
0: I think for me, it's also very selfish. (laughs) Like when I'm asking you questions, I don't think I'm actually asking you for you, you know? Yeah, I think most things, you know, like there's a natural curiosity, there is something about you that I'd like to know more about because there's something that there's a void in myself that I haven't filled yet that I've seen you've. Have filled. Yeah. I want to know more about you. Yeah, goes to a, a social psychology thing, yeah. right? Like if you, um, uh, there's the, there's like the social comparison theory, right? Where mm-hmm. you, uh, if you know someone who isn't doing, if you feel bad about yourself, look at someone who's doing worse than you. Or yeah. if you're feeling uh, like you yeah. aren't doing anything, or you feel less, if you you're not feeling motivated, look at someone who's doing cooler things. So yeah. I was like, oh, you're you're doing some cool, <laughs> cool stuff on your YouTube channel. You're doing all this stuff. So. That kind of sparks my interest and curiosity and to ask you questions. Okay. So, I applying that to other people too, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay, well, this was an awesome conversation. I'm so glad we got to do this because I've thought about these things a lot. I'm sure you have yeah. thought about these things too. So I'm really glad we got to sit together and you know hash it out and you know just get to explore this yeah. this concept some more. Um, but yes, you guys should all follow Kritika on her YouTube channel. She does a lot of really cool videos on language, cultural experiences. Uh, some of her vlogs are really interesting too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go check out her channel on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe and like the video and comment what you think. Has there been any kinds of cultural experiences, linguistic experiences, yeah. linguistic confusions that you've experienced that, you know, share it with us. We'd love to read about it and uh, let us know. Should we do more of these types of conversations or interviews? And what do you guys think? So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks yeah. for watching. <laughs> Well, that wraps up another Epidose of Saratunin. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, my guest today was my friend Krithika Sharma. You can see more of Krithika's work on her YouTube channel, which I'll link in the description. Saratunin is recorded, edited, and produced by myself. If you like the show, you can find the podcast online on my website, on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and please be sure to rate it and leave a comment to share what you enjoyed or how I should improve. It helps out a ton. And if you've already done that, thank you so, so much. Please consider sharing the show with a friend or family member who you think would get something out of it. You can follow the show updates on Facebook, Twitter, on my Instagram, or on my personal website, which will all be linked. Until next time, this is Korean Thomas, and as always, thanks for tuning in.